0: Who's going to cut a deal like that with you in the business world <laughs> say, I'll do everything for you. I'll bring in all the money. I'll take care of all the stuff and you keep 90%. <laughs>
1: Who does that?
0: <laughs> I'm going to rebuke the devourer i'm gonna do it not i give you the power to do it he said i'm gonna do it let me tell you what you're in a pretty good position when god said i'm gonna take care of it for you
1: i'm angela todd this is charles (laughs) todd bringing you the word and just the tithe is such an interesting subject because there's so much revelation behind what you have learned what you've experienced what you've gone through um you've been through I mean, I've seen you. I've seen your life. You've been through a lot. (laughs) Um, But the greatest pleasure that I get from being your wife is watching all of this revelation come out of you. And just when you think you know something, you don't know. You don't. You don't.
0: (laughs) I remember Jensen Franklin teach an entire teaching one time on a Sunday, and it was titled, You Don't Know. You don't
1: know.
0: (laughs) Just when you think you know. You know nothing just
1: come <laughs> as a child just to receive fresh new revelation on <gasps> it's so good It's well, so well I, I think the
0: point to get out of that is that god's word is unexhaustible i mean you're continually when you're in the word you're continually building knowledge um and wisdom right. i mean you can get knowledge from going to school and studying books but you get wisdom from god yeah that's you know? good so you can get both i think when you're studying it because not only are you feeding yourself as far as like your your man your body your soul your mind but your your spirit is being fed as well too
1: Ooh, that's good And we
0: talk about that all the time is why we always encourage you to listen to uh, messages or soaking i mean there's if you can, go, you can go to youtube and you can put on soaking scriptures and you can get eight to ten hours of somebody just reading scriptures to you and put that on in the night. And it's designed so that it's very quiet, it's very peaceful. But my point is, even though you're sleeping, your brain shut off, your spirit's still receiving that stuff and still processing that stuff. So it's good to keep it continual flowing.
1: Happy spirit to receive wisdom. Amen.
0: So just a quick review on what we're talking about on the title. We're talking about how it can affect your ways, your life in three different ways. One through provision, one through protection, and one through your relationship with money. So, a little bit different than kind of what we normally do. This is what the Lord gave me the revelation of for this time. Um, We had talked about last time um, about bringing the best and how the priests in the book of Malachi were not bringing the best. They were instructed to, that they have a job to instruct the people. On how to how to bring those offerings so they have a responsibility just like we have a responsibility of teaching as well too and so that's why you know bringing information bringing truth on the tithe is to benefit you the hearer right
1: and the the, the responsibility
0: the truth is to set you free and it's not about condemning or saying you ain't doing this you in trouble but it is to bring positive results in your life yeah. and for us I mean this was the turning point in us in the area of our finances um, so you know our testimony it's like we had to go through bankruptcy we were divorced from one another because of all the pressure of all the stuff that was what going on yes. we ended up in your <laughs> Parents' basement. We had no house. We didn't have enough money to live. We lost both of our cars. Our cars were towed off. Everything. And I really think the turning point was, you know, when we said we've got to get plugged in to somebody who's teaching on finances. Yes. And we plugged into Creflo Dollar, and you know all the teachings. But the turning point in the finances is when we got a hold of tithing and started tithing, because once we got once we got set tithing, it's like we got out of the basement. We got one house. And then we had two houses. And then we had three houses, and it just kept going and kept going. And we went from the tithe to then giving offerings. And we went from giving the tithe 10% and another 10%, 20%, to where we're at 30%. And then we're at 40%. And it just keeps growing. And as that's going on, it's like, oh, well, you know, that just sounds greedy to me. <laughs> you know, and the reason for. For accumulation, when you're a Christian, is not just for yourself, but it's for distribution. Yes. It's about right. what Genesis 12 and 2 says that you are blessed to, to be, be a blessing. blessing. That's what it's all about, you know. And how can we bless others in the, with finances if we don't have enough for ourselves? Right. You know, so believing for more for God to multiply is just not about so we can have another house or a bigger house or another car, and God's okay with all that as long as you have the right relationship with those things. Right. Once those the relationship becomes wrong, you got a problem. Right. So like I always say, everything I got's for sale or available to give away right. at any time. And we've given away cars, we've given away, we've paid people's entire debts off, we've paid people entire college tuitions to go to college. And I don't say that to boast in us, I say that as a testimony because the Bible says in Revelation that we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And if we came out of being broke, busted, disgusted, nothing, and even at the point of bankruptcy, most of the time people have a clean slate. They're at the top, they're at least at the ground, we can build from here. We're still underground, because I had IRS debt and student loan debt, still had six digits, we had to pay even in bankruptcy. But God delivered us out of those like that too. In a matter of a year, we we're able to get the money back to pay that things off. And my whole point is, glory to God, and I'll start with the tithe.
1: Good.
0: <laughs> Makes that you does. think back, huh? Yeah, it does. Makes you really thankful.
1: Yeah.
0: So anyway, let's get back into this, just for sake of time. So we're in Malachi three ten. We talked about Malachi three three and eight. We said, "Well, you robbed God," and we talked about you can rob God of the pleasure of delighting and prospering so you. So good. We, we could park about. there for
1: a whole <laughs> for a whole week and just talk about that—the love of God and His delight in you.
0: So moving on to verse 10, it says that there may be food in my house. So some versions say that there may be meat in my house. So when Paul was talking to the Corinthians uh, church, he was talking about meat and milk. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So basically what he was saying was that, you know, some of you can handle meat, but some of you can only handle meat. Or, I mean milk. Mm-hmm. So what does a baby eat? A baby just eats out of a bottle, just eats milk. Right. You try to you try, try to give a baby steak. He ain't got no teeth to chew it. it right? He ain't ready. He isn't developed enough yet to be able to do that meat. So it's the same thing. So the point with this is is that when you go to church, it says that there'll be meat in my house that when you go to church you're fed spiritually mm-hmm. just like you would be a meal. Right.
1: That's good. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
0: So through your tithe, through you giving into your local church, it allows them to have the building, to have the utilities, to have the people, to have the facility, everything they need that your tithe puts into to have that structure, that organization, to then what? Feed the people.
1: Reminds me of like a big box retail center. You have no problem going in and buying goods and services in a big retail box to then keep them in business for them to continue to shovel out goods and services to you in the same manner. It's like the church supporting your local church, doing the same thing. You are supporting the advancement of the gospel, which is only going to, like you said before, multiply blessings back to you. So, when you go to a retail store, there ain't no multiplier on what you're giving. I'm sorry. You're like, "Oh my god, and some are going into debt over trying to get that thing." But the if you use department
0: store credit cards. Yeah, oh my god.
1: Layaway. Like <laughs> They ain't no layaway in the kingdom. What I'm getting at is being aware of when you're sowing into the church and getting that meat knowing that you're sowing into good ground and that meat is coming back to you in multiplication because you are providing for the leaders of that church the opportunity to give you the meat to then increase more and more. Just like this, we're giving you meat to multiply more and more and more because what you're given is not going to fall on a retail platform where it's going to bankrupt you. It's actually going to multiply you. We're...
0: not only, not only are you going to get blessed when you tithe, or when you give your offerings, not only are you going to get blessed in the area of your finance with that multiplier, you are going to have increase in that, but you're also going to benefit spiritually because you're receiving back what your investment is. That's good. So out of that investment, you get a two prong effect. You get multiplier and then you get fed spiritually, which is going to increase your knowledge, increase your wisdom, increase your faith to even build more. And it's not just finances. You know, we, you can apply this to any area of your life. I, you know, we were talking about this just last week. You know, and Keith Moore was talking about that he spent, I don't know how many years, 15 years, 16 years, something underneath uh, Kenneth Hagen, listening and teaching about healing. And one day he said, you know what? This will work in the area of finances for me. So my point is, is that, you know, when we're talking about these type of things, it's just not finances. We're talking about your protection. We're talking about your health talking about your relationship that's salvations that complete full package right. so
1: okay,
0: okay. back on to this so verse 10 still on verse 10 it says and try me now in this some versions say test me it says test me so if I say just test me on this just give me this money if you give me this money I'm gonna give you this much back and you're like I don't know I say just test me just try it God's saying this and the Bible says that God is not a man that he, he shall lie. So God just saying, come on, man, test me, test me. Do you think God is going to be unfaithful to not pass the test?
1: What I love about that is when Jesus was in the wilderness, what was the first thing he said? Not the first thing, but you shall not test the Lord your God. And that was a powerful for him to say, you shall not test the Lord, your God. But yeah, God says in this one area of your money, test me. That to me is so profound. God just saying, test me in this. Well, like we're not supposed to. I mean, it's, you know.
0: Okay. So the second part here on verse 10 is says, if I will not open up for you, the windows of heaven, or if I not open up for you, the windows and pour out you such a blessing that you will not have enough room to receive it so something that i want to point out here is that if i will not open up the window so think about a window on a house okay he's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing so there's uh something the bible called the law of first mention that when something is mentioned the first time that it has extreme
1: Significance,
0: Significance, power to it. So the first time that window or windows of heaven is used is in Genesis 7-11. Will you read that for us? Sure. Genesis
1: 7-11, New King James Version. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, in the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened.
0: Okay. So this is what I want you guys to get out of this windows were open right right it says windows are open windows are open windows of heaven will be open as far as this blessing from the tithe right right okay it's the same hebrew word so think about this what did god say he was going to do when he opened up those windows what was going on with noah here The the flood he opened up the windows to let the flood out Right. To let a flood. So the same thing, this same Hebrew word, this same word window used in the tithe is that God said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and let out a flood. And what did the flood do in Noah's time? What was the flood intended for?
1: To wipe out everybody evil that was coming. To wipe
0: out all the evil out of the world. So the same thing with this, God says, I'm gonna open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing into your finances, into your protection in every area of your life. A flood, I'm gonna flood it, the same Hebrew word. So when you think about a flood, what does a flood do? A flood will come and pick up an entire house and move the house out of the neighborhood. It will pick up a car, it will pick up people, it will pick up big things and take them completely out of a community. And that's the same thing the tithe can do here for you. It can pick up debt out of your life. It can pick up destruction out of your life. It can pick up lack out of your life. It can pick up all the junk that God wanted to wipe out. No, it'll pick up all that junk out of your life and flood it away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's good, I got myself happy. spirit
1: is very strong right now. And I wanna take that and bring it to God first sent his son into the world as the tithe through that window of heaven. He sent his son and Christ is that one that has taken out. He's the flood. He's the one that's taken out every bit of sickness and disease. And that's why he came was to set people free. Amen. Amen. And that was just uh,
0: In his way of saying when God. he was on the cross and said, it is finished. Right. Took care of it all. It took care of everything. Sickness, disease, lack, insufficiency, stress, anxiety, addictions. Took care of it all. Right there. And that's the thing with this with the Tide is that because saying it's not just about money. It's taking out all of that. So with that being said, let's move into the next point on how it can provide protection.
1: Eleven, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Says the Lord of hosts.
0: Okay, so anytime we talk about usually um, finances or that type of stuff in the Old Testament, it's agricultural based. So it's like they had herds, they had flocks, they had uh, you know vineyards, they had crops, all that type of stuff. So today you could relate this to that, I'm not gonna let any of your products or your services be destroyed. Basically saying, I'm gonna protect it. Right. So when you give that 10%, the other 90% is gonna be protected. That's he right. said, I'm gonna rebuke the devourer. And most of the time, like Deuteronomy 818, God says, I give you the power to get wealth. It doesn't say he's gonna give you wealth says I give you power that means you got to do something with that power I give you a a dominion and authority he gives you something but you still have to do something you have to exercise it just like the boss says I give you the authority to rule over these workers and tell them to come and go you have to actually say okay you go here you go there you got to use your authority in order to direct but with this thing he says I'm gonna rebuke the devourer I'm going to do it. Right. Not I give you the power to do it. He said, I'm going to do it. Let me tell you what, you're in a pretty good position when God says, I'm going to take care of it for you. Right. And a testimony that comes to mind for this is one that I heard um, on Kenneth Copeland Ministries one time. And it was about a gentleman as a family. I'll make it quick. The daughter, of the young girl, drowns in the pool, in the swimming pool. They pull her out. They start doing CPR. They call 911. And 911 gets there she's been out no breathing no response no heart breathe they start to perform CPR on her nothing and so when basically the first responder given up he looked at the father and shook his head like saying I'm gonna take it and what the father did the only thing that he knew that came up on him and he said no not today Satan God will rebuke you because I'm a tither And the girl jumped off the ground and came to life (laughs) just like that hallelujah so in that moment this is what I want to get out the moment of destruction when Satan was trying to take that man's baby girl away from him God rebuked the devourer God came in and saved her life because he had enough faith in his tithe that he said my God my God's gonna rebuke you Not me, he didn't say, I rebuke you, Satan. He said, my God's gonna rebuke you. And God took care of it, and that little girl came back to life. And they took her in, they had her evaluated physically, she was completely fine, they had her evaluated mentally because they say, if you have air, oxygen shut off to your brain for that long, you're probably gonna be a vegetable, you're probably gonna be a mental, you're probably gonna have all these things. We gotta make sure she was 100% okay.
1: That's so good. We're just gonna rest right there. That's resting in the goodness. Selah. Oh God, get involved. Get involved in the tithe, it's
0: so Okay. so powerful. So last thing here, I'm gonna wrap this up. Last thing that the tithe can do is it can change your relationship with money. So go ahead and read 1 Timothy there for us.
1: 1 Timothy 6.10, New King James Version. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows.
0: Okay, so first of all, money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. It's the wrong relationship with money. See, you should never be using money just for yourself to do everything for yourself or using money against people. You should be using money to bless people, to be able to take care of people. So whenever you... Trust in money more than you trust in God whenever you use money to control people. That's saying that you have the wrong relationship with money, right? It's not, it's not correct. So, what tithing will do is tithing will change that relationship with money because it's the first step to saying, God, I believe you, God, I love you, God, I trust in you, God, this is I'm bringing you my first part. Here it is, right here, and when you start doing that, and you start doing that regularly over and over and over, it makes it very difficult to have the wrong relationship or the love of money, because you're saying right now, I love you more than I love this money. I trust you more than I trust in this money. Amen,
1: that's so good. I trust in that blood. It
0: will change that wrong relationship with money just like that. (laughs) It's like a supernatural bloom. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you don't have the love of money. But it's, you know, it's still you have to continue meditating on these scriptures, encouraging yourself. It's like we were talking about the last episode is that you got so much bombarding, downturn, economic downturn, that stock market's coming down, inflation, it's like, it's all you hear all the time. It's like, whatever, hey, things are looking good in the financial markets today. (laughs) It's like, they'll take a bad, a good day and try to pick the one thing and make it look bad. It's like. I don't get it
1: (laughs) well and it reminds me that even in the morning give just give the first part of your morning to the Lord over in prayer and your whole day will be blessed and I'm surprised not surprised but God loves to surprise me all the time where I'll just say Lord I just ask that you would bless my household today with your spirit of laughter and joy and just your peace and just even praying that simple just giving that first bit of my time in the morning and just asking for little simple things like that like I find throughout the day suddenly like we're laughing even stuff that would like set us off before now it's just like it's turned into some kind of a joke or a laughter or what have you so it's been really fun to just watch that and even when the Lord says delight in me and I will give you the desires of my heart he wants you to come to him with request and that first part of what do you believe you know what do you believe in God for I mean let him delight in you and it just anyway back from just the tithe just tithing your time you can tithe uh your attention and your love for somebody and receive
0: what i think you know what you're talking about too is whatever you sow you're going to reap right so money so time so love you're going to get that but the thing the point that i think you're trying to make with your time is that when you give that first amount of your day, he's gonna multiply your time because you gave that to him. So you're gonna get more time out of your day than you normally would get.
1: And I don't know any <laughs> anything that can turn back time other than God.
0: There's one last thing that I want to make a point of here before we close, because um, it's just coming up right now. I feel that it's important. So I know that some of you would be saying, I don't have enough money to tithe. I, I, don't, I just don't have enough. And what I would say is that Keep listening. Keep studying until you get a revelation because it's not about having enough. It's about, remember the lady with the two mites that gave? God said that, Jesus said, she gave more than everybody. And where was Jesus when he was in church? He was up watching how people were giving. He wasn't sitting with the pastors and the priests. He wasn't sitting in the choir. (laughs) He was looking to see how people were giving. The Bible says, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. So you got to be faithful with the dollar you got. you got to be able to give up the the dime first. You gotta be able to give a dime. Cause you can't say, well, when I strike it big someday, when I hit the lotto, when I get my inheritance, then I'll start tithing. Good
1: right. luck to you, my and friend.
0: It says right there, if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with the much. Right. But if you're not faithful little, you won't be faithful to the much. So if you can't tithe off a dollar, you definitely won't be able to cut a hundred thousand dollar check off of a million dollar. It's true. It'll be way too big. That will be that'll that will really blow your mind. So I encourage you, wherever you're at, to start.
1: Well, to start. It's all relevant. Right. And with that, there was a little town and uh, one of the villages there, they didn't have any money. So what they did was they started to collect the best rocks and they started giving those best rocks that they had into the offering. Those rocks eventually turned into an income stream for them where then they were be they were able to then be God sufficient, but then in their community self-sufficient on the and increasing more and more which turn into dollars so if you don't have money you have something you have you have something to give like you're saying whether it's your time or rocks or whatever it is that you find that you have that whatever you have placed value on is what's important to god and when you allow him to get in when you allow him to delight in that First fruit offering to him. He will multiply it. And I don't know any business partner that will give you 90% off of your 10.
0: (laughs) Let's use an example we use when we're teaching finance classes. Like, who's gonna cut a deal like that with you in the business world? (laughs) Say, I'll do everything for you, I'll bring in all the money, I'll take care of all the stuff, and you keep 90% and just make sure I get 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? All right, go ahead and wrap us up in prayer because I know we're out of time.
1: Yes. So, Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for new revelation. Thank you, Lord, for your truth and your tithe. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son and allowing us to participate in what you have set into motion that is set up and designed to bless your people exponentially. 90% over, and Lord, we don't limit you to just a percentage amount, Lord, but we would just ask that those who are tithing and are getting this message, that they would be increased according to the goodness of your heart. When we put our mind on Christ and the tithe that you gave us to be able to participate in like manner with our own things that we deem valuable, Lord, I just pray that each and every person would have a revelation and an increase and a flood Lord, we ask that you would Amen. flood their homes with those windows you, of Lord. heaven, that you would open up a blessing and that may not have up. enough room to, con- to contain it in Jesus' name. So we just declare it. I take that prayer. Amen. I receive it in Jesus' name.
0: Until next time, on the bottom of the screen, you can see, go to our website, yes. go to all of our different platforms. We're continuing to reach out onto new platforms right now. Meditate on the tithe. Meditate on God's love. Meditate on the goodness of God because He loves you and He came so you'd have life and have it more
1: abundantly.
0: Amen. That's what this show's all about. The abundant life that Jesus came to give us.
1: Hallelujah. Till next time. T-H-E.
0: We love (laughs) you. Whatever she's doing over there. Yeah, it's normal. Woohoo.
1: Peace. Peace.